Warning, the following podcast may contain spoilers. Listener discretion is advised. Alright everybody, welcome to another issue of DC Primetime. Our annuals have wrapped up. Last week we've recapped the full seasons and we're into the summer months waiting for the shows to come back. Man, I can't wait till October. Seriously. I know. <laughs> oh, October fourth. October fourth. October 4th is when we get the first one, and I can't wait. And of course we're stronger. We're starting with the strongest one too with the Flash, which is just that's going to be awesome. But, of course, we're going to be bringing you more material over the course of the summer so that, obviously, we don't want to leave you hanging. We got a lot of subscribers, and we don't want to keep you guys with nothing over the month. So, back to, this is issue 21, and back on issue 20 a couple weeks ago, right before we went into our annuals, uh, our issue was our panel at Philadelphia Wizard World, which was our Marvel versus DC panel. Uh, and a friend of ours was hosting, he was the moderator of that panel by the name of Tony K. Oh, first off... Uh, Almost forgot our introductions. I'm excited for this podcast, so I'm my brain's getting frazzled. But it's also really hot, so it yes, makes sense. It is. Um, we can't complain. Our guest is on the West Coast. I'm sure it's hotter <laughs> out there. We we got nothing. Uh, but from the showcast on the pod, on the Next Level Podcast Network, I am Ben Beck, and from the Caffeine Crew, I am Rob Martin. And let's just bring in our guest because we're very excited to talk to him. He was the moderator of our panel at Wizard World, uh, Wizard World Philadelphia a couple weeks back. He's the moderator of panels all across the country for Wizard World. And pretty soon with San Diego Comic-Con, we're going to talk to him a little bit about that. Uh, but he's a blogger. He's a podcaster. He's a super nice guy on top of it all. Uh, please welcome to the podcast, Mr. Tony Kim. Hey, hey, hey. How's it going, guys? Good. Fantastic. Good to have you on, man. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. Yeah. thanks so much. Yeah, we've never really – this is the first official interview we were ever doing. We've had guests come on to talk the episodes and stuff with us. Uh, but this is the first actual you know, interview that we're doing with anybody. So, But I think you are – you're the perfect one to have as our first interview. Oh. <laughs> and honestly, and the timing, timing, timing couldn't be better too. So – um, yeah, it's, I, I gotta say right off the bat, one of the things that we didn't bring up in the intro was that, uh, you're also the proprietor of, uh, the hero within store that just, uh, just opened up. That's right. Yeah. I just feel like I, um, I just launched or I just gave birth to a baby. And so, um, I'm a little groggy, a little weary, <laughs> not a lot of sleep, not a lot of sleep. I've been nursing this baby quite a bit. Um, uh, no, but yeah, we just launched this past, uh, we're just barely a week old and it's been a, a crazy ride and yeah, it's been, it's been awesome. Can't wait to talk about it. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's, let's get right into that. Obviously that's the biggest thing right now. Uh, and that's one of the main reasons, obviously we just love talking to you. So we want to have you on either way, but you know, this is obviously the biggest reason because we want to get the word out about this. We want to spread the word so that people check it out. Uh, but tell us a little bit about what exactly, you know, the, hero within is and and how you got started with it like what made you want to what made you want to do this yeah thanks so much uh well, well basically it, it probably started about a year ago when i was uh already as before comic-con i was already exploring some some different 
uh, fashion designs and kind of real typical stuff, t-shirts and hoodies, things that you would see scattered all throughout the market. Mm -hmm. And then um, my design partner and I started really talking about um, trying to create something that's different, something that's not on the market, something that really meets a, a need that real fanboys have. And so last year, right before Comic-Con, about six weeks out from Comic-Con, we started working real diligently on a prototype for a uh, a geek wear blazer, blazer that's convention ready. And, and uh, so we kind of quickly pulled that together and we launched it, or we at least launched a prototype for last year's San Diego Comic-Con. And really the purpose of that one was we really wanted to use it as an opportunity to get fan interaction and kind of talk about what their needs are and what kind of deficiencies there are in the market. And so from San Diego Comic-Con to many conventions throughout this past year, I just talked to a lot of fanboys like you and I and mm -hmm. like us, and everyone kind of said the same thing, that that the uh, there's just a bunch of there's just a bunch of the same stuff out there and when it comes to wanting to maybe present yourself a little differently maybe be in a professional environment something that is um, a little bit more sophisticated um, there just isn't any options out there and so I just found myself out of just frustration going you know whenever I go into a meeting or even when I'm at a comic-con and like you mentioned already like if I'm hosting a panel or I'm doing interviews I, in a lot of ways, I have to kind of leave my fandom in the closet in lieu of a blazer or something nice, you know, and, and I was like, that's really a shame. I mean, I, I should be able to look nice and be 100% myself, be a fanboy, as well as look professional and modern. So, so uh, we started going through kind of the iterations of what would it take to come up with a collection that reflects that and kind of reflects what I call like the modern geek. You know, all of us... Um, we all grew up as kids of the 70s, 70s 80s, and 90s as, as fans, and now we're all older, and we're all businessmen, influencers, content creators, like we're, we're shaping culture. And so I wanted to create a line that, that really reflects, um, you know, who fanboys are today. So, um, so we really started uh, at the beginning of the turn of the year. We really started developing hardcore the the um basically the collection that you see today and um the the past probably four or five months just diving really deep into it not knowing that we'd be able to complete it in time have the store up in time get the licenses in time i mean all that stuff and just kind of through one crazy miraculous event after another it all sort of has fallen into place and uh we are fully launched and out the door it's it's uh, it's been crazy, but um, the the whole experience has been um, one of the the best ones of my life. Yeah, I mean, obviously, our listeners right now, we want to encourage you while you're listening to this podcast, uh, the the website that he, uh, where everything is available. You can see the collection that's up right now, uh, HeroWithinStore.com. So we definitely encourage you to go to the site and check it out while you're listening to this podcast because I'm sure we're going to bring up a couple of the designs that are up. Uh, oh, so, indeed. Yeah. So we, 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 we want you to see them for yourself while we're talking about it just so you can see at the, the thrill uh, that we got when we first saw this line. Because, you know, I've read a couple of different articles of interviews you've done since you've launched and, uh, you know, listened to some interviews and, and such as well. 
And I mean, you're absolutely right. Like for, for girls, there's a ton of stuff out there as in like, you know, you could see Doctor Who dresses and yeah. like BB-8 dresses. There's stuff that, that, oh, women, yeah. that women can wear, uh, you know, formally even and, you know, still show their nerd pride while they're doing it. But I mean, prime example, like I work at a place that's business casual every day. And the most I can do at this point to let my nerd, you know, nerd flag fly is I wear a a, a black ring that has a Superman logo on it because it's very, it's <laughs> yeah. very nonchalant. So I can get away with that. Yeah. And my coworkers know that I'm a big nerd, so uh, they every once in a while they'll ask me to look at my socks <laughs> because I wear usually every once in a while I wear like some of my nerdy socks, but I can't wear t-shirts. I can't wear anything else like that. Everything else has to be, you know, business cash. But this line fits perfectly into that. Yeah. And that's what I'm most excited for. I mean, you have, you know, pea coats and, and blazers and things like that. And this is officially trademark stuff, too, is it not? Yeah. You know, we really wanted to do it legit. And there's a lot of different ways and a lot of people out there that are kind of creating one offs and and which is fine. Um, but if, if we're going to be taken seriously and, you know, our goal is not to make money or to, I mean, that's great, but yeah. our goal is to do this endeavor to, to make money and to, to have some sort of, um, uh, you know, a big business. But the, really the goal is we want to affect and influence culture. You know, we want to be able to have uh, where um, geeks are, are proud and geeks are uh, setting fashion trends and we feel like the only way we could do that is to be legitimate and to be officially licensed by, in this case, DC Comics. And so, um, you know, that that was uh, uh, a, um, yeah, it was a, for us, a young company, it was a long shot to be able to get that. But Warner Brothers was fantastic. They're great. And, um, you know, we were able to, to work, collaborate on this. And so... Very, very excited for that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is kind of like the evolution of like the fans, which is kind of great to see. Like as Ben kind of brought up, like women have had a lot of these opportunities. Even if you go to uh, Hot Topic and all, you know, there's the Star Wars lines, like there's the bombshell line. I know my wife has got one of the dresses from that and they, they look fantastic. And for the guys, they look at that stuff and they're like, all I really have is T-shirts. Um, <laughs> and be able to do something that's subtle and, you know, adult, but you still get to, like, literally wear your geek cred on your sleeve. You know, it's yeah. nice to be able to do that. And it's great that it's all your designs, for the most part, are very, very, very subtle. Mm -hmm. And it just you, people catch just the stitching, for example, like the pea coat. You have, like, you know, the, the beautiful kind of emblem of, like, you know, the bat right on the back of it, which is very, like, nicely done, like, you know, coming off of the seams of the back. And it's gorgeous to look at. Same way with the blazer for Superman and the Clark Kent ones where you have the S shield, but like the S isn't there in this giant, you know, present way. And it's it's nice to see those things done that way where, you know, a lot of us are growing up and we do want to show that, you know, it's the stereotypes are going away. Like we have to I think that's part of what a lot of us have to do with doing, you know, whether it's podcasting or whatever or any way we can influence. It's showing that, you know, this isn't the stereotypical 20 year old in their parents basement. You know, we're adults, we're part of the uh, you know the economy and we're trying to continue on but be able to still enjoy the things that we love yeah and that was part of the reason why we i took this approach in the design was that it would have been easy to slap on a logo screen print it or um something like that but the idea of 
what makes us different is that we're, we integrate the logos into the constructions of the coats themselves. And to me, that was, besides it being a, a cool, subtle look, to me, it was symbolic because it's the idea that our fandom is like fully integrated into our professional lives, you know, that we don't kind of, you know, when we were all kids and we were especially like maybe in high school or whatever, we kind of had these like we wore these different hats, you know, and we didn't really truly geek out. And we kind of um, had to sort of grow into being more comfortable with that. And so to me, this sort of integrated approach to design is it's very much a representation of the fact that our fandom and our rest of our lives are all integrated together. It's not like separated. And so I'm hoping that as you know, we call it hero within because I believe that everyone um, is a hero and everyone um, has an opportunity to be a hero in their everyday lives. And that when they wear the the coats or wear the, you know, the, the peril, that's a reminder that, you know, be proud of your fandom. Um, it's fully a part of you and you can be a hero in every context, whether it's professional or in, you know, for entertainment or in your private life or whatever. Yeah. I mean, and hero within, I mean, that you just mentioned that the name and what it means. And that's, in my opinion, like that's a perfect name for this line. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, everything being, you know, the subtle nuance that it is with, as, as Robin mentioned, with, this, you know, the Superman shield and the Batman logo and even, you know, the lantern on, on the jackets that you have. It's mm-hmm. everything is so subtle that it is. It's almost being the hero within yourself because it's not out in the open. Yeah. You know, it's a lot of these T-shirts and, yeah. and, and this other material are. And the other, the, uh, our design philosophy is called the second look, where you see something and it's a really nice piece. It's really quality. But then you give it a second look and you see that, oh, is that like a Batman logo? And, and you know, a lot of people won't notice it on the first look. But for those people like, like all of us who we're attuned to that, mm-hmm. the, second, the second look will reveal the 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 logos and um you know we also wanted to call it here within the second reason why is that you know this the the world is just crazy and it's even if you just you know you just have to turn on the news and just see you know all the 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 hate and the you know shootings and crime and just there's so much as negativity that um, we wanted to create a platform that tells stories of hope and inspiration and true stories of heroism and we just posted a, a blog today about um a fellow blogger named alice and she kind of writes about the heroes in her her life and you know we just wanted to create a, a brand and a platform where we get a chance to tell like heroic stories and so so there's kind of multiple layers to it and um uh we we hope that it's not just about clothes but that we're in some way we're inspiring people yeah um, I know at this point it's, it, you're still, you know, you just launched, uh, I think what within the week, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, there's already a huge buzz about it on Twitter. I'm constantly seeing things both on your Twitter feed that you retweet and other people's, tw- uh, feeds as well. So there's already a huge buzz. I've already seen a number of people tweet and post about how they've already pre-ordered things. So it's definitely already going well for just the short time that it's been out and the beginning stages that it's in. Right now, you have the trademark with DC. Are there plans to kind of expand that a little bit in the future? Uh, you know, I'd love to. I mean, there's the – it's complicated just because licensing is tricky. And mm-hmm. um, the we actually are still kind of talking through some of the detailing of the limitations of the license. Right now, I just have my hands full, so I can't even just I, – I, I can't 
physically just uh, release anything more at this time. Mm -hmm. But in my dream world, let's say, because, you know, licensing has to do a lot with, it's, it's beyond just that the company wants to work with you, but there's, um, there's, you know, fees and there's limitations and there's just all kinds of stuff that goes with it. So it's a very, um, complicated world of, uh, licensing. Um, but if, of course, if, if I could make a wish and just snap <laughs> my fingers, of course, I would love to love to design something for Star Wars and Marvel. And I mean, Doctor Who, I mean, geez, I mean, just think of all the, oh man, the I could do, I'd do 12 coats right away. You know? <laughs> yeah. So uh, I would love to. Um, it just kind of comes down to I got to get this, make this company viable, and make sure there's a market for it. And because I mean, quite honestly, it's a tough market because um, it's tough to buy clothes online. As, as you can see, my clothes isn't isn't isn't. Uh, um, it's a little bit more on the pricier side. And um, what people don't know is that the to to make construct uh, to make apparel that's that has heavy construction in it, a lot of pockets, a lot of framework, all that stuff. It, it just men's men's clothing and men's outerwear is just an expensive endeavor, and so um, it's just not cheap to be able to create um, um, you know coats of this level. And so um, so just trying to get this off the ground, and then. Uh, for for guys, guys are not necessarily accustomed to buying a lot of expensive clothing online. It's just not their thing. I mean, uh, the female market is a little bit more friendly uh, for that. So, um, and then we're also in, the, in this pre-order phase, and so you're not going to get your product for a few months. And so, so you know, all those, it's just I have to focus on just getting this done and then work on you know the possibility of uh, future licenses mm -hmm. so yeah so got my hands full um but you know if if uh again if the plants align everything works well of course i would love to do those other properties yeah yeah um i mean like i said honestly you mentioned kind of like even this pricing i mean i honestly have to say for something that's kind of like couture uh yeah. and especially and that's in you know the geek realm too i mean i've been to a ton of like smaller conventions things that are like focusing around like things like steampunk uh you know and all that stuff and i you see a lot of that stuff and honestly your prices are phenomenal i mean yeah yeah if you're gonna have buy a heavy coats or a nice blazer you're gonna you're gonna pay between two or three hundred dollars that's just what it costs and so um but you know as i, I think as I, I think as fans we are used to um I, don't know, I think we're just kind of used to the the graphic tee and hoodie sort of market. I think we're just used to that, you know. Yeah, right. So, um, uh, but my thing is that it, it I want to see a change. I, I believe fan boys also want to see a change, but the only way that's going to happen is if we all do it together. We kind of work together at it. We create products, we buy product, we promote it, and we just work together to get the attention of the industry, and um, it, it will change. Because my dream is to get picked up by someone like Target or, you know, Men's Warehouse or something. You know, just basically to, to get our geek wear into more mainstream mm. um, to make it where it's more every day. And, um, uh, but right now it's just, you know, it's, it's still yet to be seen if something like this can, can really be sustained year after year. So, yeah. Well, I mean, even with the price point, as you mentioned, too, like just looking at some of the designs and such, and like with the blazers, uh, like this is the kind of thing that to me is is more of an investment. Like when I when I purchase something like this, 
I would be looking for more opportunities to wear it, to be completely yeah. honest with you. Yeah. Like this, like a T-shirt and a, or a hoodie, as you mentioned. Yeah, we're used to going to the store and spending $20 on a T-shirt or, yeah. you know, $35 on a hoodie. But that's just one of those things that, like, I, I can't tell you how many T-shirts I have. It's, yeah. And I just rotate them as I go through. But this is more for something specific. Like, I, I, I occasionally DJ weddings and things like that. And I would wear this to a wedding on DJ. Like that's <laughs> like, that's how much, like, I think it, it doesn't seem like there's a need for something like this until you actually stop to think about it. Yeah. yeah. Well, you even mentioned, uh, I, I think you may have said it before the recording. I can't remember, but, um, that you're interested in the, um, the flash yoga. Mm-hmm. hood. Oh yeah. And, um, you know, uh, I, I don't know if you are, um, a, a lot of guys are not as, familiar with or shop at places like Lululemon or uh, Aviva and those sort of premium athleisure wear uh, places. Um, But, you know, for, for them, their, their hoodies and tops go from a hundred to $200. And um, so ours is right there at that level. You will not, I'm telling you, when you pull this out of the box, this hoodie, you will have never have felt a hoodie of this quality before. It is like, it's it's incredible, and so um, you will love it. But it's one of those things that, again, you know, as guys, we think of hoodies. You're thinking, oh, well, I can get one at Hot Topic or wherever, you know, for thirty bucks or whatever. Um, but again, part of that is, um, you know, any great inventor or innovator doesn't wait for the market. They they go out and create something to change the market. You know, so okay. so you know, we're trying to change the markets and get gain the attention. Um, but, you know, it's it has to be a collective effort of both creators and fans alike. Yeah. I already couldn't wait until this product shipped. And now you just made it worse. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Um, but, I mean, like, again, like, this is the kind of thing where, yes, like, I, I know some guys are used to going into, like, Hot Topic or going into Target and spending, you know, $35, $40 in a hoodie. And, yes, this is a higher-end hoodie, as you mentioned. Like, it's, it's $99. Um, comparable to other stores, though, that sell them for higher than that. But I can tell you right now, this is the kind of hoodie, even before you said what you were saying, um, I will wear this thing every day of the winter. <laughs> like, I, 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 I'm a huge Flash fan. So, it's... Yeah. I know for a fact I will wear this thing at least four or five times a week. I will get my money's work. Worth oh yeah, I know. Like I, said, I know I'm definitely going to be pre-ordering the uh, the the winter pea coat for uh, yeah. yeah the Batman one, and it's uh, I know that's going to probably most likely be my winter coat. <laughs> so, um, I mean, this is a little known thing too. We've we've never talked about this on the podcast or anything before, but right before. Um, our panel with you, Tony, a couple weeks back in Philadelphia, I purposely went out and bought a blazer so that I could wear. Like, I'm sure you probably remember I had my reverse flash logo T-shirt on and I had oh, the, yeah. the gray blazer over top because we discussed it. We were all friends. So we kind of wanted to look a little bit more presentable from the year before where <laughs> we felt we kind of all look like schlubs and like T-shirts <laughs> and jeans. Um, but I can tell you right now, it, you know, with the success that I'm already seeing coming out of this, if you start another pre-order phase or even open the store up before Wizard World comes around next year, yeah. uh, I will be wearing one of these blazers to your panel. There you go. That's, right. I can already tell you that right now. <laughs> It'll be the next purchase I make through Hero Within. Oh, yeah. Like I said, that's I just have my first one right now. I, I'm still really torn between a couple other things already on there. So <laughs> yeah. I'm looking forward to it. We uh, we we'll also have some um, we have some other products that are um, in the uh, can as well. Um, the the we have the license for the Justice League itself, and so that's a pretty broad 
um, license. And so um, we were working on a uh, something for Green Arrow and something for uh, Aquaman and um, something for, oh, uh, this, this is a big one. Um, we, we intentionally waited on this one because we're, we're, the reason why we did the Justice League in the first place was to have alignment with what, what Warner Brothers is launching with the Justice League movie. Mm-hmm. So we kind of wanted to fall in line with that. But we waited for the release of um, our Wonder Woman product for as we get a little bit closer to the movie. Um, because, you know, the one thing that people don't know is that guys love Wonder Woman. Yeah, but, I was gonna. I was. I was definitely hoping yeah. you were gonna have one in there, especially how yeah. good Rebirth has been with it. So. Yeah, but you know, it's a, that's a difficult one because a lot of guys don't right off the bat think, "Oh, I'm gonna wear a Wonder Woman product." But I just see more and more of it, more of a demand for it, and guys have expressed that they want to wear something. So, so we have basically a a um, it's a it's a kind of a rugged denim denim coat that's uh, going to be have the Wonder Woman um, branding on it, but it's going to, you know, it'll look very, like, manly and rugged, and <laughs> maybe I'll put some bullet holes in it, I don't know, but, <laughs> but um, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be great. And I think that's, again, part of the, like, culture-shaping sort of thing is that kind of removing the stigma that, that guys can't wear pink or, you know, girls can't wear blue or, you know, the fact that if you if there's a hero that you love you should be able to wear it regardless if it's a guy or girl you know yeah. and so we're trying to like help sh- change some of those um those gender obstacles and uh create a brand that is or create a, a product like a wonder woman jacket that's going to be like cool and rugged as well as like something that reflects you know love for wonder woman because she's one of my favorite characters and i've loved her for a long time and i've never once bought a Wonder Woman anything. First of all, there's not many out there for guys, but um, you know, I just never bought anything. So I thought, you know what? I'm just going to make something that I would want to buy, and hopefully others will as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, well, oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say. I know you know you mentioned uh, you have some more stuff in the can, but for the the current line that's out right now, the collections that you have on your website, you're you're taking pre-orders now through July 31st. That's right. Uh, So, you know, everybody that's listening right now, when you go to the website and you see that design that you like or that you love, uh, make sure you grab it before this pre-order is out. (laughs) Yeah, that's Uh, right. For sure. Yeah. And the nice thing, too, is like for people that, like I said, there's I love that you have alternate versions of each. I mean, there's a Clark Kent piece and then there's a Superman piece. Bruce Wayne, Hal Jordan, you know, and like, you know, just kind of looking at them, you you have their alter ego and their hero. And I think that's one thing that makes this really special. But I will say, after you go through the rest of the Justice League line, all I, all I can hope for, Justice League International, I would I would kill for a Booster Gold and Blue Beetle. <laughs> I would kill for something like that. Yeah, I'm not sure if the license extends to international, <laughs> but I can always ask. I had a, I had a friend um, beg and plead me to include a Nightwing, um, you know, Nightwing in that. So, uh, you know, anything's possible. Um, but yeah, I mean, when you just consider, I mean, the possibilities are endless with the amount of, you know, crazy heroes that are out there. So, yeah. Um, switching gears a little bit, I know with this line, uh, you know, kind of using this to transition a little bit, you have the pre orders until July 31st. Uh, but that's running through uh, your next big event, which is San Diego Comic Con. Uh, are we going to be. Well, I, I say we, but we're not going to be there, unfortunately. Uh, are you going to be promoting this line and even wearing some of it out to San Diego this year? Absolutely. Yeah, I'll be at a, f- a few events. I have an event called the Game of Bloggers, which is a 
a, a blogger blogger meetup events, and that's going to be on the night of preview night, and at nine o'clock, um, the information is on my website for that. But that's really just a, a time for content creators, bloggers, social media lights, and all that to kind of come together and before the calm before the storm. Last year we had like over a hundred websites represented, so it was really awesome just to kind of all get together. But I'll have the collection there and on display. And uh, I'm doing a couple of panels on uh, on um, that are related to it. One of them is called um, How to Build a Geek Brand. And it's just talking a lot about how do you convert your things you're passionate about into a career. And so I'm, I'm right in the middle of that. So um, this will be a great opportunity to talk about the journey of Hero Within. And then I'm doing another panel called The Business of Geek Fashion. And so I'm sitting on a panel with... Um, uh, Ashley from Her Universe, uh, Hot Topic, and We Love Fine, and um, kind of they, they're all, of course, much more involved than I am, but definitely have a chance to talk about the the, the journey that I've been on as well. And so, um, so yeah, I'll be I'll be there. And then we're actually looking for we're still in the process of like trying to find a, a, a permanent place because it's all came together so quickly. All the display places opportunities were, were all booked up, and so. We're trying to figure out where to have the collection um, physically, so people can see it, interact with it, try things on, and all that. So, but that's mm -hmm. going to all be announced on the on the site here within store.com. Cool, awesome. Yeah, I mean, and you mentioned too uh, the panels that you're doing, and and how we're not going to be at San Diego Comic Con, unfortunately. Uh, one of these days, uh, one of these years, we'll get out to San Diego. Um, you know, obviously, because we're on the complete opposite other side of the country uh, uh -huh. from that. But one of the great things about you and your site uh, that I love, you mentioned that how to build a geek brand uh, panel that you're doing, and that's one I, I honestly can't wait to hear. And I say that because your website. Uh, crazy four the number four uh crazy four comic con.com you actually post uh audio from your panels up as podcasts on your website which i think is fantastic yeah yeah sure makes for easy content <laughs> yeah absolutely and, and i get that also you know i get asked all the time uh hey i can't make it to a panel so can i am i gonna get the audio so i just make sure i record them and post them and and that seems like that really is uh, a great and easy way to get content out there so yeah It'll be all of it will be posted, and uh, so I'll, I'll I'll get that up as pretty quickly within the within the week of after Comic Con. I'll have all that stuff posted. Yeah, that's fantastic. Now, yeah, I mean, it's, aside from the stuff that you're directly involved in at San Diego, is there anything specific that you're really hoping to catch while you're there? Um, well, related to that, I mean, this is no surprise. There's a the third annual Her Universe Fashion Show. And uh, that's a, it's actually an incredible event. Like you, people kind of think, oh, well, fashion show, that's kind of only for fashionistas or whatever. But to me, it really is this like culmination of everything that I love about Comic-Con, which is there's, of course, there's geek fashion, but there's, there's a ton of passion. There's creativity. They tell a bunch of stories in between the, the, the collections. Um, and when you're in the room, at the uh, Manchester Hotel, the, the one of the barrooms there, um, you know, people are going crazy and bananas, and there's music, and it's such a like such a snapshot of what makes Comic Con and specifically San Diego Comic Con so such a, a beautiful experience because it's like these all these like weirdos together, and everyone's just celebrating their weirdom and uh, creating all these incredible content. If you don't know, the, the winners from the Her Universe Fashion Show move on to create a, a line at Hot Topic. And so 
So, you know, there's kind of like a competition element to it. And yeah, when you're there, it's just like such a great place to kind of see uh, these passionate fans who were, again, like me. I mean, last year I was in that panel for how to, the, uh, the business of geek fashion as an audience member, take, you know, taking notes and dreaming. And then a year later, I'm on the panel with my own product line. Yeah, and so see, that, that's awesome. So maybe yeah. a couple of years from now, you know, you'll do uh, there will be a twist on that where it's you know men's clothing lines going up for the same thing, which would be really yeah. cool to see too. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I love about Comic Con is that regardless of what you're into, whether it's exclusives or panels or you know showing floor or events, that it just it creates an opportunity for you to sort of kickstart your future and your career and try things. And you know, that's what I'm really passionate about people who are in media like like you guys and others that's why i do the game of bloggers meetup is that um you know create content because you don't never know what's where it's going to go you never know like the doors it's going to open and you know the reason why we got into the room with warner brothers was that the person that oversees um licensing um was familiar with my work and or you know was already a fan and so that just helps to kind of move things along and so you know you just never know when you create and do podcasts and you create content or create a fashion line or create a book or whatever what's going to change in your life and so so san diego um in all kinds of like this but san diego specifically is is kind of like fertile soil for all that to, to happen yeah. not, not only san diego too but i mean you know prime example is i've been on panels with you at Philadelphia Wizard World for the past two years. I've done a number of panels with you. You're a fantastic moderator, which is why I keep coming back to do panels with you uh, <laughs> every year. But I mean, now, you know, you mentioned how you you knew somebody who got like your foot in the door into the fashion and everything. Um, and you're almost my foot in the door now to moderating my own panels because you introduced me to one or two people at Wizard World this year, yeah. uh, you know, to kind of get my foot in the door to almost do what you do now at San Diego, but in Philadelphia. And obviously, I don't want to take over what you do because i want to continue to be part of your panels uh but i mean you're like that you're the guy that i'm it sounds really bad and really cheesy but like you're the guy now that i'm kind of modeling after when uh, it comes to doing that oh that's sweet so I appreciate, I appreciate that and and you know the great thing about our community is that everyone is willing to help everybody out and i can't even tell you i, I mean the list of the people that have just helped me out throughout the years, um, I will never be able to repay everyone. And, you know, I think that's what's so great about what makes us different than I feel like a lot of other type of tribes and cultures and, and communities is that um, there just isn't a lot of ego. I feel like everyone is just cool and everyone is like, you know, just trying to help each other out. And there's not a bunch of like, um, I don't know, like jealousy or weirdness that go, goes on. But I feel like everyone's just trying to help each other just to... To, to do the best they can and so um that's what makes nerds so awesome yeah we all want to see each other succeed so we're all yeah kind of giving each other that pat on the back or that helping hand to make it happen <laughs> yeah for sure for sure <laughs> uh we know um we're kind of running short on time with you because we uh we've kind of already gone over the time that we had so we obviously we really appreciate you coming on and talking the line we're definitely going to keep promoting it as much as possible before this pre-order ends and the next time we find out that it's reopened or the store opens we will definitely pass on the information uh but tony you're a great blogger you're a great moderator you're just a great guy we can't thank you enough for coming on yeah seriously uh, well thank you so much and uh i can't wait to Hang out with you guys again, hopefully in Philly real soon. And thanks for all your support. And yeah, let's just uh, let's let's keep hanging. And I'd love to be back sometime. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
real quick before we let you go, we usually ask our guests this. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. Who who come on and co-host with us? We usually ask them this in the beginning, but we kind of skipped over it. Uh, out of all the the uh, the DC characters right now, who is actually I don't even think it has to be DC. I think it could be anything. We're just straight up absolute uh, favorite superhero out there, there and why. Um, well, I mean, the one that's the nearest and dearest to my heart is Superman. You know, I think he kind of, he kind of gets a bum rap, I feel like, because, of his, because he's, you know, Superman, he's just all powerful. And, yeah. and all but for me, like his, my, my history with him has been very personal. And, uh, I think just growing up in a household where my mom and dad were off working a lot and I was by myself and I was also like, you know, I was, I'm a, I was one of the few Korean kids in my whole school and just feeling like a misfit and feeling marginalized. Like the uh, comic books and DC and Superman um, really, um, I feel like, kind of in a way, kind of raised me, you know. And, and um, I feel like that the, the values that they've instilled and the, the, they were just role models for me. And so I joke about Superman being my dad and Wonder Woman being my mom, but... <laughs> You know, they they really were very influential in my life and really informed much of who I've become as an adult. So so beyond just like maybe just the just different story arcs and the history of it, um, that character specifically, I feel like was really was a beacon of hope for me when I was younger. So so he'll always have a special place in my heart. Okay. Awesome. Great. Yeah. Uh, so at crazy for uh, at crazy for the number four again, uh, crazy for Comic Con on Twitter, and at Hero Within on Twitter. We encourage you to follow both at crazy for Comic Con on Instagram, and of course your website crazyforcomiccon.com. And Hero, always, Hero with, oh yeah, Hero Within Store, Hero Within Store dot com, and Hero Within Inc. As far as Incorporated, so Hero Within Inc. Um, on Twitter. So. And Great. as a reminder, people, too, July thirty first, first order, uh, round of pre sales do close. So. Get over there, check that out. There's a lot of awesome stuff to look at. So yeah, so and if you're in the San Diego area and you plan on going to San Diego Comic Con, say hi to Tony. He's a great guy. <laughs> yeah, thanks <laughs> so, guys. Yeah, thanks a lot, Tony. Thanks, Tony. Okay, bye. That that was awesome. Yeah, it was nice getting a chance to do that real quick. Yeah, it's it's really cool. But yeah, I mean, again, all of our listeners. Um, I said it a number of times. It almost sounded like I was fanboying fanboying over Tony, which I kind of do because he's just a he's a great dude. Um, but yeah, definitely check out all the, the sites that we mentioned and such and check out hero within store.com. Cause the stuff really is awesome. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I'm just still blown away by the designs and the things that he has done already. And I was actually one of the things that he got to bring up even before I got a chance to even ask him was the wonder woman idea. And I'm like, you know what? I would love to have something that's kind of classy and cool and wonder woman. Cause I mean, I love the character, especially with, you know, DC stuff that they've done with rebirth. Greg Ruck is back on writing. Um, then it would just be nice to be able to have something where it doesn't feel like a graphic team. People can be like giving you that odd look or if you wore a Wonder Woman logo shirt. I mean, it's it doesn't seem right. But if you can have something blended into nice men's fashion, I would <laughs> happily, happily wear it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, and not only that, like, I don't want to I don't want to say this as if like stereotype, but even like when it comes to Wonder Woman for maybe like LGBT community. Yeah. Um, you know that there are gay males that are fans of Wonder Woman and wear that kind of stuff proudly as well as straight males. So, I mean, that, it, it appeals to everybody, which is what's great about it. Yeah. And I think that's the nice thing about any comic character. It's whoever speaks to you, man, woman, uh, you know, like trans, gay, doesn't matter. Uh, you know, it's everybody has somebody that they look up to and you should be able to probably wear 
anything that's part of your role model. You know, yes. I mean, it's it's the idea of what Tony was saying. It's the hero within. So that line is meant to be there for you. You know, it's doesn't need to be for anybody else, but it's there for you. So. Yeah, exactly. So, um, again, special thanks to Tony Kim for joining us uh, for that interview. That was uh, that was awesome. Yeah. Uh, Let's get ready to wrap up the podcast. But before we do, obviously, this is no different than any other issue. So uh, let's move into the news and talk about some of the DC news. Um, We're recording this podcast a little bit earlier than we usually do. So if there's anything that we might miss between now and the time we usually record, we'll cover it next week. We're not going to let you miss out on it. Yeah, this is this is Thursday as we're our recording. Normally ours is Sunday evening, and usually it seems a tendency that Fridays or right after we record, there's always something that drops. <laughs> yeah. So Exactly. Uh but it's getting to the point now where we're just turning over news to you since you usually have a lot more than I do. Uh so let's just keep things going. What do we got for news this week? Okay. I mean it's it's still kind of relatively light. It's a lot easier than you know, uh, you know, a couple days back when I felt like I had to take one deep breath and just be like, oh, God, I've got nothing left of me. When we needed like a half hour just to do the news. I know. I think I still managed to do it in like less than five minutes. You I did. I was I was very impressed. OK, so <laughs> real quick, it's only we're only looking at, I think, six real major points here. Uh, I'm going to kick this off. It's mostly actually on the TV side. Um, so looking at the first things here is we've seen the very first image of Stephen O'Mill uh, from season five now of Arrow. And unfortunately, the sad part of it is the image is from a flashback, <sighs> the dreaded, dreaded flashback. <laughs> but um, but I will say uh, the shots of him, he looks a lot bigger than he used to. And I'm wondering if that has to do with turtles or what. But he has been apparently from what we understand, um, James Banford pretty much put a get challenged him to do a particular fight scene in the opening two episodes of the season and Steven really had to get in shape to do it. Like Steven really took up to the challenge. I mean, like he's kind of always seemed like slender and built and now he just looks big and built. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's a massive change. It's a Uh, massive, massive chance. And because Bamford was directing, I think the, the, I think the first two episodes of this season, um, James Bamford, if you don't know, is also the stunt cord, the uh, stunt supervisor for arrow. And I think he's a stunt coordinator on flash now too. Um, but he's, he's proven his merit as a director as well for that show. So, um, I'm interested to see why this exercise regiment and what they're planning for this, for this premiere. Yeah. Um, also too, right now we know that I'm going to make sure I don't butcher this name. I've kind of <laughs> like chicken scratched it. So Floriana Lyra, uh, Lyria is going to be cast as Maggie Sawyer. Uh, that's also going to be going it's, onto it's, Arrow. It's Lima, by the way. Oh, it is Lima. Yes. My, my M looks like two R's butted up against each other. And I'm like, <laughs> what the hell? Sorry. Floriana Lima as Maggie, has been cast um, for Arrow. And that's Maggie Sawyer. So the future fiance slash wife to Kate Kane's Batwoman, which is uh, pretty exciting. And I'm wondering if we're going to maybe see some teases or get some hints at that. Well, not only that, but she's also um, it's interesting because she's usually the chief of Metropolis. uh, But now she's going to be coming over to whatever city it is in Star Star City. That's it. Yep. So, yeah, very exciting to see. Uh, Also, we did get a little uh, Supergirl news this week. Uh, Cougar Town alum Ian Gomez has been cast as Snapper Carr that we mentioned a couple weeks back, who will be playing. You know, he's also a classic character that was kind of a 
pseudo member of the Justice League somewhat, kind of like their official mascot for a while, way back in the day in the comic book world. But he was always depicted as usually as a journalist of some sort, uh, usually in the animated series and such. So they're doing the classic grizzled uh, reporter that's from old media now working with new media. But he's going to be Carr's new boss uh, at Catco. So this is most likely a way for them to kind of be able to use his character when Callista's not going to be able to be there. We still don't know how involved she's going to be in season two. But uh, I think this is going to be our big focal point. But, the, uh, you know, Cougar Town being a, a previously comedic series, I think you're going to see a lot of the weight that had maybe originally dealt with uh, Callista Flockhart maybe shift to him. And yeah. then they'll use her in those special, interesting, important moments. Like, I, I guarantee we'll see her in episodes one and two, uh, regardless of when Superman's present. Because I'm sure that would be a big impact. And then they'll transition to focusing on the Snapper Car character. Yeah. Um, you know, also next up is we got an awesome, awesome shot for the first time of Kid Flash. So we saw Wally West dressed out and decked out to the nines, which was freaking awesome. To I see. can't wait. <laughs> I really can't. I think it's uh, Keenan Lonsdale is the, uh, the actor's name. I, I sorry if I'm uh, butchering the pronunciation of it. It's a it's a tricky name as far as the spelling is concerned. But uh, but yeah, um, I think they did a great job. It's a really it, it kind of looks like they took the reverse flash suit and found a way to crop it and make some cool adjustments, brought a lot more color into it, and uh, or either that or they just took the reverse cook flash and washed it because yeah. it had that black bleed yeah. up. But uh, but it looks good. It looks really good. But the curiosity I have now is. Um, we're going to see, obviously, uh, I think that was announced too, that Wally is going to be kid flash in the premiere in the pilot or not the pilot in the, uh, the season premiere of flash, which we know is going to be taking place during flashpoint. So are we only going to see kid flash during the flashpoint storyline? And, and he's back to Wally West again afterwards. I have no idea. I mean, I'm not going to even attempt like, you know, no, I, I know right. we, there was multiple Facebook conversations of friends all trying to talk and figure out what was going to happen. And we're like, nobody knows why we arguing about something stupid. Let's yeah. just walk away and wait until October. I mean, that's the best thing. And, you know, we may get a little bit of knowledge about something come San Diego Comic-Con when they have uh, have the panel for The Flash, because I do know all those shows will be present in some way, shape or form. When I, I think probably when that hits in a couple of weeks, we'll, we'll get some really solid information as far as maybe some more casting, some thought processes, villains, new actors, uh, and maybe some twists that we're going to find out. Maybe they'll get a chance to talk a little bit about Flashpoint, how big it's going to impact. But my guess, it's going to be a large impact. Well, we'll find out in October. Yeah, I mean, I think you're kind of, I, I think you're onto something, though. I think you're right. I think we very well may see Kid Flash actually be Flash because, well, it's not uncommon for Kid Flash to become Flash. It's yeah. happened many, many times in books when when Wally or Barry have been around that either you know, Bart Allen or Wally West have stepped into those roles. So I could see that maybe it's it's a completely new timeline. They can do anything they want with this Flashpoint. Yeah, but, I'm, and that's the prediction I made last week, and that is is that Barry will not be the Flash when we return. Somebody else will be the Flash. Yeah. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. Very true. Uh, and as far as that, now, uh, I think we're going to dive right back into the movie stuff. There's only two other big things to talk about here. Um, Suicide Squad tickets, as you are hearing this, are available now in the UK and in the US. We are less than a month away from that flick, and I am getting more and more excited. Uh, I am too. I know there was a couple little other story tidbits that were out there about Suicide Squad as far as Batman's involvement. But I think me and Ben, personally, I don't think you're going to hear us report on any spoilery stuff that gets out here from here to the Suicide Squad. We may give you guys a little bit of information like 
how maybe some of the box office stuff is going uh, as far as early responses. Maybe when the first uh, early reviews start leaking out, we can, we'll let you guys know. Thumbs up, thumbs down. I'm trying to do my best to stay cold on this one because I would like to go in not knowing much. And that's and that's exactly what I am, too. Like, I'm not I've seen the trailers uh, and I'm going to leave it at that. I'm not going to read any stories about any possible storylines. I'm not going to if there are clips released, I'm not going to watch the clips. I kind of want to go into this one a little bit blind. Yeah, I mean, I feel like um, Batman versus Superman. We got way too much of it and found out way too much of it before it even happened. And man, I would have would have killed to have gone into BVS without seeing a single trailer and seeing that Batman fight on the big screen for the first time instead of most of it in a trailer would have been amazing to see. You know, that stuff would have been cool. Wouldn't make the movie much better, but I mean, still, there would be some moments that my jaw would have just been on the floor from start to finish of. Yeah, um, I think. And that's one thing I'm trying to be careful with Suicide Squad. Um, and I kind of rec- recommend that out there to to the listeners. Uh, do do what you can because I think it's important for this movie to be good. And the more and more you're gonna know about it, the least interested you might be by the time you get to see it. So, uh, but the last thing here is uh, switching over to the Wonder Woman film. Uh, the director Patty Jenkins has stated that the story for the film actually was indeed from Zack Snyder and Al- uh, Alan Heinberg. Um, now, bear in mind, that doesn't mean the script was. I think the original story idea, as it was Snyder's kind of expanded universe, but the person responsible really for the majority of the script sounds like was Jeff Johns, uh, which is, I think, alleviates a lot of my worry. Um, you know, obviously, I'm sure that the Justice League story is well, the, that, that story idea is from Snyder, but having somebody with a helmet like Jeff Johns, who just came off of pretty much, I think, the man's opus in his career with DC Rebirth, um, I think that I feel a little less afraid on who was writing the script. I mean, Alan Heinberg's, I know, been around for quite some time, but having somebody like Jeff kind of bounce things off, like even when we heard that Ben Affleck and him were doing the script to the Batman film together, make makes you feel a lot more confident because this is somebody that loves these characters and does not want to do any harm to the brand that because there's already been some and they really need to course correct. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's really kind of it as far as news goes. Um, you know, I know this is a lot shorter than our normal stuff before we even hit recommendations. Ben, was there anything you wanted to talk about too real quick as far as show stuff? Like, is there anything that's been kicking around your mind? Um, not off the top of my head. I mean, I'm, I'm actually very I'm very happy with our Flash annual that we did last week. Um, just the fact that I'm thinking about it and – I, you know, it's kind of weird for us to talk about this actually during the podcast. I know for, you know, for Arrow and Supergirl and Legends, we had guests come on, uh, you know, to help us talk about this. But I I realized afterwards, too, I think the fact of Flash um, being just you and I might have actually been the better bet. Um, Because, I mean, as much as I want to have the guys from DCR back on, and we're definitely going to have them back on, um, there was so much to talk about with the flash that even with just the two of us, we filled an hour and a half. Uh, you would be probably could have gone too without pushing too hard. It was this, we were on a time crunch ourselves. So. Yeah. So, I mean, if we had additional people on, man, that podcast could have gone two hours easy. You know what? If we ever have one that does or goes three, I will still do it. I will happily still do it. Oh, absolutely. I will when, still do it. 
I mean, and that's the one thing is like, we want to remind you guys, especially for the summer months here, um, the, some of the next couple episodes are going to be on the shorter side. So if you are used to the hour, 15 minute episodes, don't be surprised if there's a 30 minute one here and there, <laughs> especially if it's a slow news week. I mean, next week, I think we're going to have I think we're trying to have our friend Rich Leon, who's from a sketch troupe, but is also uh, a huge DC nerd, uh, like absolutely loves that stuff. Uh, me and him used to write sketch comedy together way back in the day. Him and Ben have been friends for a long time, too. Um, yeah. And we didn't even know each other knew him. No. I mean, you know, I was just like, I haven't seen Rich in years. And he's just like, holy crap, how the hell do you know Rich? <laughs> so so he'll hopefully be on with us next week and getting his thought process. And maybe next week we'll uh, we'll dive into what we want that crossover to be. Well, um, I think we also had the idea, too. It was something we were kind of throwing around, but the um, the versus game. That I had brought up. To oh, me. yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe we'll play a little bit of a game and maybe we'll we'll make next week um, some thought process about uh, what's to come as far as uh, that midseason finale. Um, yeah. So maybe we'll do a combination of the two and news as usual. And then the week after that, we've got a Killing movie joke. to talk about. And that will be all we probably talk about. Yeah. Um, I will tell you right now, too, on the on the topic of shows. I know it's not a show that we discuss on this podcast. And we've had a number of people ask us whether or not we're going to. And, um, you know, the summer months are just so short in between seasons. I don't know if it's anything we can do unless we do an annual on it. Um, but I'm after think, I'm thinking we do two annuals and follow it up where we can cover season one, season two. And then have who I think you're about to say have on. Yes, so. yes. And, and he uh, he's very excited about coming on. I can tell you that right now. Um, after uh, Heroes and Villains Con over the 4th of July weekend, we had a such a phenomenal time with Drew Powell, who plays Butch Gilzine on Gotham. Uh, so much so that I just recently restarted the series. Um, I kind of fell out of it after the first four or five episodes because I didn't feel it was catching me. Uh, and then I've had a number of people tell me that about halfway through the first season, it gets it really picks up. And the second season has just been phenomenal. Yeah, I, I'm halfway through season two. Uh, me and my wife tore through season one pretty quick matter of like three, four days. And we actually really ended up loving it. And uh, we really, really loved where season two was going with what we caught up to. I think we got to the Mr. Freeze episode and had to stop because uh, unfortunately um, we couldn't access our source with where we were seeing it. And then Hulu was like six episodes ahead. And we're like, damn it. Yeah. So, um, oh crap. You know what? We missed a news story from a couple weeks ago that we never talked about too. So uh, the, the infamous CW Hulu debacle. Oh, that's right. Cause um, I think there was nothing set in stone yet as far as contracts, but I know they signed the CW has signed a new Netflix deal officially. Um, but there has been nothing about the Hulu stuff yet. So, um, so everybody knows if you do watch these shows, that means Supergirl, um, Flash, Arrow, Legends of Tomorrow, be prepared. Come October, the CW is losing their license with Hulu, which means you will not be able to stream the day after anymore. Um, now, the CW has come out officially and said, don't worry, you'll still be able to watch all the shows on you know the CW apps and uh, on the CW website. So they said they will still be up and available there. Unfortunately, yes, you're going to deal with commercials. There's no commercial free option, but at least you can watch it. So take the time in the next two months, buy yourself a Chromecast. <laughs> that, that, they're 35 bucks, I think, give or take. And buy yourself a Chromecast. Just get the CW app on your phone and be prepared because you will run into that problem. And uh, from somebody that has been a cord cutter for many, many years, that was a, a low blow. But um, but hey, 
you know what? Ultimately, the good thing is, though, for those of you that don't keep up on stuff week to week, the new Netflix deal means two weeks after the season finale, the entire seasons will be up streaming on Netflix, which is kind of awesome. And you can just binge through it. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of the same way I'm doing through Gotham right now. I'm not too far in Gotham. I'm only like four episodes in, but I'm. Uh, this is the first chance I've had to really start a new show. So um, I'm into it so far. I'm I'm to the point now where I'm just waiting for that that spark to get me back into it. Well, the so. the great the great thing about this too comes at an awesome time because now CW is going to be running um, not only season two of Supergirl but season one, as we mentioned last week, starts up on September first. So that'll be wrapped already by the time season two does start. So that means two weeks after that wraps, that will be on the Netflix deal. Yeah. So we know because CBS doesn't play nice with Netflix, but now we do know that we will get Supergirl. So which is good, and especially for people that didn't get to watch. And I don't know if it's anything we mentioned too with the whole CW seed and everything, but we might have brought it up in news before. But Constantine season one is available now on CW seed. Which, um, which obviously is their their streaming app and and service, but um, a lot of people are speculating what that could mean, and I'm uh, I'm excited for the possibility possibility of a season two of Constantine coming to CW. It's you know what I think it is a very big possibility. I mean, I think about it. I mean, um, Vixen's going to be a big part of uh, season uh, you know season two of Legends of Tomorrow this coming year. I mean, unfortunately, it's not Megalon EK, but. Um, I'm very confident that they're going to find a great actress for the character. But that all started because the Vixen animated series uh, that's been on CWC and that's that's about to get a season two. So um, so I wouldn't be surprised if Constantine does well. I think this is also a reminder too. then get that CW seed app and CW, you know, the CW app proper and watch Constantine. It, it will really potentially help. And uh, we also can go back to another story on top of this. Uh, this was <laughs> another thing that happened this week as well that I forgot about. Um, Netflix is apparently is reviewing the numbers for Young Justice and will be doing so over the next few months. As we told you months ago when we first started the show, go back and watch Young Justice seasons one and two again because they said that they, Netflix may be potentially looking at actually being the ones to start a season three. So not Cartoon Network, which will be really cool. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of cool things happening, man, in digital media. It's it's pretty awesome. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's funny for us where we were saying, hey, there's not much to talk about this week. It's a quick talk with Tony. <laughs> Six tiny stories. And I'm like, oh, crap. Well, we can we can go into all this stuff, too. Yeah, I mean, exactly. This is I, what happens when we don't plan beyond what we were thinking about doing. It's a bit shooting from the hip sometimes works out well. Yeah, I mean, so. I, I think that's what this summer is going to be a lot of, but. But yeah, when uh, when we we do have uh, Drew Powell on, um, I think maybe the the right thing for us to uh, to do maybe is, uh, and we'll, you and me will discuss it. No promises to you guys yet, but uh, maybe a, a two uh, Gotham manuals, maybe uh, one for season one, one for season two. And uh, if numbers are good and you guys like it, make sure you let us know because maybe that means we uh, we're going to be responsible for adding another show to our lineup aside from Parallelness. So we'll see. Maybe yeah. that's something. Uh, maybe we'll we'll kick around the ideas of at least adding Gotham into the mix. I mean, there so. there are so many other shows that we can talk about uh, over the course of over the course of the summer and such. I mean, obviously the the podcast focuses on the main four, uh, which are the the main DC trademarks. But you look at the offshoots, and you have uh, well, Constantine's a a, a main uh, trademark as well. But I mean, you look at the offshoots with Preacher. Uh, with Powerless, which is going to be coming out, you've got iZombie. There's a number of other things we could we could talk about. 
Well, the uh, funny thing is Powerless, I think, is one of those things that we'll, we probably will still talk about because it does involve the main DC universe. So. I'm sure we will. So, oh, my God, we're going to have a busy next year. <laughs> we're going to have a very, very busy next year. But you know what, though? I'm looking forward to it. I am, too. I, I am love really. doing this show. I love the fact that we have listeners. We love our listeners. We hope you guys love listening to us and because we love doing this. So, it's, yeah, it's it's my favorite two hours, uh, you know, every week. So. Uh, whether that means you guys only, you guys usually only get to hear about an hour and 15, hour and 20 of it. But uh, me and Ben geek out beforehand and usually geek out after. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and I think what you're going to hear a lot more of the summer is just us geeking out. And uh, so, yeah, it'll it'll be fun to get to do that. And like I said, we do want to hear from you guys because uh, this is a perfect time to write in. Uh, send us your thoughts, your your dumb theories for next season, too, after the annuals have wrapped up. We really, really want to know them, and we would love to be able to talk about them because there's only so many theories we can tell you because it's the only ones we're having. But if you have ones that aren't ours, we can go into them. It's stuff that we may, maybe have never thought of. Yeah. I mean, not only that, too, but, I mean, we want to know what you're reading. I mean, we don't talk about comic books that much, but we make our recommendations at the end of every issue. And, you know, we want to know what you're reading. So we, we love hearing about that. If you go to any conventions that we might not be going to, tell us about it. We want to know what you guys are hearing and what you're seeing. So, um, obviously, send us emails. Tweet at us. Uh, we'll give you all that info at the end of the, at the, end of the podcast. Um, but just – Send us a shout and just let us know, you know, what you're thinking about and we'll go from there. Yeah. So I think that's a perfect segue for our uh, recommendations and we'll get the hell out of here. Yeah, that works for me. Uh, do you want me to kick things off or do you want to yeah, kick do things off? Yeah, do it up. Uh, so my recommendation for this week, um, it's not anything we talked about during the Flash pr- pr- what, during the Flash annual f- when we made predictions for uh, season three. But one of the things that's been I've heard rumor of or at least theorized is the possibility that the four point four part crossover, uh, which will now involve Supergirl and Legends, um, is that it possibly could be some kind of uh, almost crisis on Infinite Earths kind of storyline. Uh, you know, where this is affecting all the different Earths, which is why Supergirl is coming over to to Earth Prime. So therefore, my recommendation for this week to any of you who don't know what the Crisis on Infinite Earths is, uh, read Crisis on, in, on Infinite Earths. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, like I said, I, when, I think we talked about this a little while back. But yeah, I think that's my big thought, too. I mean, how do you bring in the JSA that are apparently from Earth 3 in this universe if... Uh, there's not some tie-in um, with, you know, the folks from Legends. I mean, we already know that Earth 2 and Earth 3 have been established because of the Flash. So this is a good good reason, I think, that this is uh, very plausible. Yeah, so. it's um, it's a 12-issue run um, that actually, and hopefully it's not anything we see. I don't think we will because it would totally end the show. But uh, you actually see the death of Supergirl. Spoiler alert. And, and you see the death of Barry Allen. That's true. <laughs> so, um, I, no, actually, I think you see the death of a number of people. It's well, uh, Supergirl, Barry Allen. I think uh, the Flash of, or um, Superman of Earth One dies through it too. Um, uh, Earth Two. <laughs> oh, because uh, the synopsis I'm reading says Earth One. Well, Superman of Earth One. Well, it's the Golden Age one. So okay. that's that's how we kind of think of is you know Earth Two after crisis happened you know? yeah and um, this was something that completely changed the face of the dc universe too the continuity was never the same after this yeah i mean yeah that was the big move into the silver age or well that was kind of like the silver age becoming the modern age basically it's the best way to put it yeah um but yeah it's it's an amazing read um i mean there's there's so much good stuff there but yeah i mean it's just totally enough 
just read the kind of I think kind of the first big penultimate story for Barry Allen's Flash. I mean, I mean, actually, not even penultimate. I mean, that is the ultimate one still in my mind um, is is that story because that's his first massive sacrifice and took him out of the most comic readers lexicons for a very, very long, long time. Yeah. So. And of course, you can check out Comixology for for this as well or your local comic book shop. Yeah, indeed. Uh, as for me, um, I'm going to go to the modern uh, end of the spectrum as far as DC is concerned. Um, what launched just yesterday, so the Wednesday, uh, uh, the day before we recorded this, was uh, the Nightwing Rebirth. And holy crap, uh, <laughs> they did a fantastic job. For one, I mean, I loved what they did in the Grayson um, storyline during the New 52. It was really enjoyable, gave us characters like... Got to see Midnighter involved in a big bad way, which was fun, which spun into the Midnighter book. But it was fun to see like a James Bond version of Dick uh, Dick Grayson. And it was cool to see him not being Nightwing. It was him being that spy. And it was really sad to see that go away. But after reading this book, I was like, man, I missed him as Nightwing. And it's great to see him in the classic black and blue again. And it was just awesome. It was fun. And I'm excited to see where they're going to go with it. But not even just that, though, too. I really also have to say, I know... The Wonder Woman Rebirth I mentioned a couple weeks back, but the main series has started since then, and they're doing kind of something interesting. Is a lot of people know the DC books right now. A lot of the primary books are going to be every you know they're happening coming out twice a week, or well not twice a week, twice a month instead of once a month. And uh, Greg Rucka is doing something very unique as far as Wonder Woman's concerned. It's a it's a current tale that we started a couple weeks ago, which is what Rebirth was teasing. Um, well, the Wonder Woman Rebirth book. And then we're also getting a Wonder Woman year one story. And that started yesterday. And I have to say, out of every comic I read in a long, long, long time, next to the DC Rebirth special number one, this is a book to read. This is phenomenal. Even if you're not going to read every issue of Wonder Woman, read the every other, which is uh, the year one stuff, because it's they got that off amazingly well. Like it was a perfect start to a book. And I'm very excited to see where it's going to go. Yeah. Uh, funny story. I've I've been reading a lot of my comic books digitally, and I, but I've been reading them on my phone, uh, which is not very large. Uh, however, during Amazon Prime Day this week, uh, I picked up a new Amazon Kindle for like thirty bucks. Uh, so I know I basically got it primarily just for reading books and reading comic books. So I know for a fact that once I have that bigger screen in my hand, man, I'm going to be reading so much more than I usually do. Yeah, since Rebirth has come out, I've spent a little bit much more, a little bit more money than I, I think I anticipated because uh, just about the majority of stuff I've been picking up has been really enjoyable. So uh, I've, dude, I've picked up so many of the Rebirths, and I just uh, Rebirth issues. I just have to. St- I still haven't read Superman. I still haven't read Wonder Woman. Um, I haven't read The Flash, and I haven't read um, the Green Lanterns. But I've read, you know, Arrow and and a couple of the other ones too. So, yeah. Did you like Arrow? It was it was good. I have there, you know what? In all honesty, there hasn't been one I haven't liked yet. Cool. Yeah, like I said, I mean, there's I think there's a taste out there for everybody, and I think we're gonna see these rebirth books continuing to push out through August, uh, and I think even some still hitting in September as other episodes or issues were wrapping. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So I mean, uh, like I said, we just got the Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps um, rebirth number uh, special came out just this past week too. Um. So yeah, there's still like a nice slow trickle, but uh. Yeah, they're they've all been actually very solid. I don't think I've seen one that's kind of been a big stinker yet. So yeah, 
Well, yeah, um, definitely keep checking them out. But yeah, definitely, if you're not reading Wonder Woman, now's the time to do it. You're only it's only two issues. Well, three issues in if you count the special. Um, so, yeah, just dive in. Have a great time with it. Flash continues to be absolutely awesome, too. So I think I might do that when we're done recording, to be honest with you. Do it I up. think I might jump into Wonder Woman. Not in the physical sense, in the actual comic book sense. <laughs> um. All right, cool. So let's wrap this up with a couple cheap plugs and we will get out of here. Uh, but I guess I'll kick things off first this time around. Uh, obviously, you can check out this podcast and all other podcasts on the Next Level Podcast Network, uh, nextlevelradioonline.com, uh, on Twitter, at NXT Level Radio, and, of course, facebook.com slash nextlevelradioonline. Uh, I encourage you to go revisit the Showcast, which is the other podcast that I do in which we've had interviews. It's our, basically our celebrity interview podcast in which we've had people like Michael Rowe from Arrow, Selena Jade, Katrina Law, Drew Powell, as I had mentioned, who's been on twice. Paul Blackthorne, who's been on twice as well. Stephen Amell. A number of people from this DC universe we've talked to. Uh, but other than that, um, of course, if you have anything, we encourage you, as we said before, to tweet to us. Um, so you can use the next level tweet or Rob's tweet, which he will mention as well. Or you can email us, dcprimetime at nextlevelradioonline.com. Yeah, uh, you can always find me as well at caffeinecrew.com. Uh, and as far as Facebook and Twitter, that's just simply Caffeine Crew. And the email for that is thecaffeinecrew at gmail.com. Um, as Ben mentioned, too, again, I can't stress enough. Definitely write in. Let us know. We know there's a lot of people listening to this show. Don't have to be quiet. It's okay. We want to actually talk about your theories as well. They're actually very important to us. Yeah. So um, so somebody, you know, dive in this week. I know we hear occasional comments from random people. Uh, that They're kind of like, oh, awesome show. We really enjoy it. But. Get more involved. Definitely. It's okay to do that. Um, but yeah, make sure you do that. Also, we got to say another huge thanks to Tony Kim. Um, remember that website is crazy. The number for comiccon.com. And then also, again, the hero or sorry, hero within store.com. Check that out. And as always, since we're back to the traditional music, uh, big thanks to George Shaw at georgeshawmusic.com. We love his stuff. And uh, we hope you do, too. Make sure you check out his stuff. Find his links to SoundCloud. Check out a lot more of his stuff. And uh, don't forget to check back at some of Ben's notes on the page for the music that you heard the last couple weeks, the guitar openings for those shows, which I absolutely adore. Oh, they were so great. Yeah. And they were all done by the same person, too, which um, we don't know his real name. We just know his YouTube user, YouTube user. But we do. We had full permission to use the music, so it's not anything – we didn't steal it from anybody, uh, but you know because we don't know his real name, his YouTube page is linked on um, uh, under the podcasts on nextlevelradioonline.com. Uh, and we encourage you to go through and click on his page and check out his YouTube page because other than those uh, DC themes, he's got a ton of awesome stuff on there. Pretty much every geek movie you can think of, there is a cover for the theme songs. Yeah. So, um, so and I think he has one for Gotham too, which is. Uh, We'll be able to use that if we do a Gotham annual. Yes. So, so that's phenomenal. But I say, I have to say, if you have to check out any songs you didn't get to hear from us, um, really through us of his stuff, check out that reverse flash theme on there. Oh, that's my God. Really, really awesome. And unfortunately, we have no reverse flash annual that we can do. So I guess we, will, we can do we can do with season one flash annual and we can use that as the theme. So. We will make one. We will. We will. I don't so. care if it's only five <laughs> minutes. We will make one. But that is it from us this week. Uh, and then I think our friend Rich Lee will be joining us next week. So, yeah, ben, we, and, to... and we might oh, have a yeah, we might have a game. Next yeah, week. little game. So, 
we'll see what happens next week. But that, yeah. I expect a very off, off the cuff show. A little bit of planning, a little bit of news, and then a whole bunch of just what the hell. <laughs> yeah, little bit of planning, a lot of bit of hijinks. Yeah. So. Uh, but of course, again, we thank you for listening uh, every week to every issue that we do. But until next time, we'll see you guys around the bend. Take care. Peace. <laughs>